Hello and welcome to Murph's Tavern. I am Massive Simpsons, Bill Murphy McLaughlin. Every episode of this podcast, we'll talk about a different episode of The Simpsons. Specifically one from the first eight seasons with a couple of fellow fans. This week we're talking about Season 7's Radioactive Man, which is the one where they film Radioactive Man, the movie, in Springfield. Uh, Milhouse is cast as Fallout Boy and he hates it and he runs away. Uh, with me to chat about that episode is the third time on the show, Ryan Thomas. Thank you for having me. No clap, worries. Clap, 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 clap. And first time on the show, <laughs> Alistair Trumbly Virtual. Oh my clap, God, clap, 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 here clap, clap. he is. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. So I was so shocked that this episode had not been done. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I mean, maybe it's just because of, you know, maybe it's in my subjective view that this is one of the best episodes. Ooh. Well, it doesn't usually pop up on like top 10 lists, I don't think. Really? But yeah, and we'll, I guess we'll get to our reviews later. But re-watching this for the pod, I was like far out. There are so many classic gags in mm. this one. Yeah. Um, tape a bunch of cats together. Yeah. Just off the top of my head. <laughs> the, the thing, one of the things watching this episode, and also this is how Murph's tavern brained I am. I was watching this and thinking the Usenet group would not have liked this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so something we've been doing lately on the pod is reading out reviews from alt.tv.simpsons when the episode aired. Wow. And it's insane. The amount of classic episodes, a uh, great example is Cape Fear, that got trashed when it came out. Mm. Like, Because that's basically where Comic Book Guy came from. Yeah, It was mocking those people that would just always give shit to what is now considered um, like... Yeah, top ten. They seem to hate everything. (laughs) Well, well, while we're on the topic, let's uh, have a look. I've got, I do have it ready, Ryan. And yeah, you are right. (laughs) (laughs) People were not happy. Um, while I'm loading it up, um, Alf, before we get into Radioactive Man, which by the way is a strange name for the episode as well, because it's like it's essentially just naming the episode. It's like be like if they had an episode of the show called Lenny. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I assumed that it would be called the Radioactive Man movie. Yeah, because uh, there have been other Radioactive Man episodes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He by this point he was like a regular part of the show. Mm. Really, like Bart was always seen reading a comic. There was that episode where they buy Radioactive Man number one. Like, mm. yeah. <laughs> um, as I was saying, Al. <laughs> yeah. Before we talk about Radioactive Man, uh, the episode, not the character. Uh, your history with The Simpsons. Sure. Uh, well, I was uh, always a big Simpsons fan, so I used to watch it in Canada when I was uh, growing up. Yeah. And then when I came to Australia in 97, I was very lucky to see that it was on like twice a night. <laughs> yeah. Still, you know, every day on like Channel 10, was it? Yeah. 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 And well, In Canada, was it show- how often was it aired I there? Think, I think it probably... I, you definitely got the new episode every week. Yeah. And... And I would always watch that. And then I just don't know if I saw that many repeats at the mm, time, you know. Yeah. And may- maybe it was on like a couple of times during the week. Like there'd be a, a repeat of the new episode and things like that. But I don't remember seeing it every day in the way that I kind of got to watch Seinfeld and like and, and The Simpsons here in Australia. What was it culturally? Was it like, was it big at school? Um, well, I went to school in French. And so the people would watch it in French oh. as well. And Homer had a weird different voice and all they all had a weird different voice. <laughs> and so I don't think I watched it in French because I always found it too weird. <laughs> um, and so I couldn't be quoting the stuff in the same way when I was at school, except for with my friends who spoke English. And that was only a couple of you, them. You'd who were be like, like, what about the one where Homer says dough? And they're like, what? He says <laughs> separate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says, <laughs> <laughs> 
Ah, oh, man. No, I, I think he might still say do. It might be do. 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 You know, he hit the O. It was more of a softer O. or I can't remember. But yeah. So it, that was, you know, but culturally, I think it was still, it was still definitely around a lot. Yeah. A lot. But it was because, you know, it was, you know, th- this was the age of the Bartman. Yeah. You know, everybody yeah. was uh, <laughs> doing the Bartman. Yeah. Everybody was Bartman. doing it. Um, uh, but of course, in, in French, it was the, the, the Bart Garçon. <laughs> Um, I feel like yeah, maybe Australia with The Simpsons is it's a bit like. Did you ever watch that uh, documentary, Looking for Sugar Man? No. There was like it was basically this album that had somehow wound up in South Africa, and they just didn't get as much Western kind of mm. music. Obviously, they're Western still in South Africa, but you know what I mean. Like they didn't <laughs> yeah. get as much stuff from America and things like that. But they got this album that was like pretty. Sp- didn't make a blip in America, didn't yeah. make a blip anywhere else, but it became a huge hit there. And then they were like, but then the guy went into obscurity and he didn't like, you know, he, his career wasn't sustainable in America. Anyway, the Simpsons have been a huge success <laughs> everywhere. And it's nothing like that. <laughs> uh, but, it, and now it makes me think, imagine there's like a small country like Equatorial Guinea where, uh, American Dad, which has been on TV <laughs> for 20 years now, yeah, yeah. right, has just been on air every day. Like they just play repeats of American Dad, and then everybody's just quoting American Dad to each other, and they're like, "What about the alien guy who definitely has a name that we all know?" <laughs> I was actually, yeah, looking into that recently. Uh, the fact that that has been on so long, yeah. and there's an episode where the uh, the fish and the alien fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's bound to happen. They're the Ross and Rachel of American Dad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, keep an eye out for searching for American Dad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. So let's uh, let's get into the episode. Radioactive man. Sure. Uh, it's like I said earlier, so many classic gags. The goggles mm. do nothing. That's of course that's the acid to hell, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the hats and the air conditioning, yeah, and we'll yeah. fix the. <gasps> <laughs> Which watching it back, it is quite jarring. Uh, the fact that they're all wearing hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Once you know what's coming in this in the second scene. Yeah, yeah. Like none of them except even Bart doesn't always wear that hat. No. <laughs> yeah. But let alone any of the other characters. Yeah. Of even the first scene where Millhouse is wearing a hat, it's be like, oh. He's got a hat on. <laughs> so, yeah. like, is the joke where they get lifted up worth that weirdness of them having the hat? It's such a weird joke. I, but <laughs> it's pretty fast paced. And so you yeah, can hardly yeah, yeah. have a t- chance to think about it except for when you're True. like, you're like, you know, almost like doing pre-cog. You're like trying to like, <laughs> you're like trying to predict, jo- you know, you know, a joke's coming. And so you're like, going to go try and stop it before it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. you go, no, these hats are too odd. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But yeah, even though, like, I hadn't seen this episode in a while, and there are a bunch that I'd forgotten about, like when Bart's pointing out the differences between Radioactive Man and Radioactive <laughs> oh, Dude. Milhouse yeah. takes so much convincing. <laughs> yeah. To ex- he, and and th- that joke ends before he accepts that they're similar. It's yeah. like, because you think the joke is that there's a, the, you know, it's such a great joke upon a joke. Yeah. That <laughs> he's just a clear imitation of Radioactive Man. There's Radiation Dude. And he's like, Explain. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. has a joke. At least go on. <laughs> you, you know what the, the joke that jumped out at me that is a very subtle joke, 
But when they're auditioning the Fallout Boys and Martin is sitting in the audience, <laughs> uh, is sitting in the hallway, and he goes, uh, you know, he goes, uh, oh, that child has the exact proportions uh, we would need. It's like, well, he didn't fill out the form. It's like, well, it wouldn't be fair to yeah. the other children. You know, it's so small oh, and subtle God. as a joke, but it's yeah. There's I mean, a yeah, lot of wild. those types. So David Merkin is a guy that ran The Simpsons for two years, season five and six, and this is the last episode he ran, mm. and it's almost like it was his swan song because he loved those like. Uh, those screw the audience type jokes. Yeah. Like, um, you're our new Fallout boy. That's what I'd be saying if you're an inch taller. Next. <laughs> yeah, that's um, brilliant. To be honest, that joke format is something that I have tried to bring into my comedy so many times. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing how influential I feel like this particular episode is on me. And, and it was interesting seeing that it was written by Schwartzwelder. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, oh, he is kind of known as the classic gag guy. Like yeah, the guy who kind of yeah. can find punchlines, pull them out of nowhere. And, and I like to believe that the tape a bunch of cats together is one of his. It seems very him. Yeah. Um, But yeah, because this episode doesn't really have any heart, um, but it is just so funny, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's one of those ones where you could almost, if you're starting off with a point system of like five stars, you could take half a star for not having any heart. But the jokes are so good. Yeah. It doesn't Mm. even matter. Yeah. I mean, like the only bit of heart is, I guess, like, uh, I mean, it's not really hard, but it's like, you know, Millhouse is somehow like you know, trying to have integrity and that he's yeah. just like not following. It's like he seems to be immediately not into <laughs> yeah. being an actor. Like he's not even tr- really tried it. And suddenly he's like, yeah, look, it looks like fun, but you know, it's really not all it's up to me. Wait, have you been doing this for like a couple of days or something like that? You're just like, what a downer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, as, as quick as his... F- parents were totally into the idea and they're wearing yeah. jacuzzi suits he was instantly <laughs> out of it and like no i'm not following my integrity yeah um that kind of stuff well he doesn't even want to audition right like it's, yeah and you yeah. know that great bit where he's without his glasses oh god it's <laughs> yeah. so funny I, yeah um, you yeah. see you know ella and i are parents and as parents you see a lot of funny looking kids <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so it was really nice to see my life reflected yeah. in, that, in that moment <laughs> There are some people where it's like when they aren't wearing their glasses, it's like something's wrong with your face because yeah. like, you're so used to them wearing. Well, Andy, who I do you know yeah. a podcast with and, and I'll do everything with, but his because his l- prescription is so strong, his <laughs> eyes are always bigger with his glasses on. And so then when he takes his glasses off, I've had photos with him where he has his glasses off and then... He does this weird thing with his face because he gets subconscious, yeah. uh, self-conscious that that his eyes look too small, and so then he's like, he's like, why are you, why are you doing that with your face? He's like, well, my eyes look too small, <laughs> so he's worried he's getting millhoused. <laughs> uh, so it works with adults too. Uh. Um, some of the other classic gags in this, or not even necessarily classic gags, but ones that I loved, uh, Flim Springfield. Oh, yeah. that's such a great ad. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I still still say whenever I see a good ad I still say wow look at that ad <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, and with good cause yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're fired and with good cause <laughs> love that yeah it's just I love those jokes where it's just like why <laughs> the way you're asking yourself why is that character like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a character we're never gonna see again but yeah. they've just added so much they've you're, you kind of want to see more of them. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. And, and you could, like if you were suddenly hired, you're like, you know, like you've had that in the back of your mind for 20 years and you're like, we're bringing that guy back. 
We're bringing back that. And we're good cause, guy. He's a film editor. We're doing a film editing episode. Right? He's very confident about his modern techniques and how they're going to, they, you know, they're, they're uh, completely, you know, flawless. And then he's going to be completely accepting of, of getting fired afterwards because he knows it's garbage. And it's a great example of like what you were saying before, right? With like your radiation dude scene where that... The joke could have just been how badly edited it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, you've you've also got him immediately being like, "You're fired," and with good cause. Yeah. Like, great. Um, I also love as well the voice acting in this episode because you've got a few one-off characters mm. in this. You've got the director, the producer, that guy, yeah. like a few others. Um, they could have just phoned it in and just given them generic voices because they're like, no one's ever going to see these characters again, yeah. right? How often are we going to do a Hollywood episode? Sure. But no, they actually like made a point to give them quite distinctive, funny voices. Yeah. Are they are they guest actors? Or like, are they? No, no they're not stars. Yeah, anything? I don't think there's any. Oh, apart from Mickey Rooney. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mickey Rooney. Yeah. <laughs> there's uh, yeah, he's the only, and that's a great that's a great voice performance as well. Of course, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Jellickers, Jimmy Jellickers. I could do that. We, we've got a perfect uh, Fallout Boy just here. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Right set up. Now, I, I was talking to uh, Ryan about this just while you went to the bathroom. So, uh, sorry about but I have to bring it on. on Don't pod. want the listeners to know I go to the bathroom. No, 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 I'm sorry. I know you like to be considered a perfect man. Yeah. <laughs> the man who just fills up with piss slowly but surely. Um, uh, but there's a couple of jokes in here. Uh, which are where they re- reference a Hollywood actor of some, and they go, yeah. "You could be big, Gabby Hayes, big." Yeah, yeah. Right, and and I always use it as an example of like when you're writing a joke and the audience doesn't know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about, <laughs> right? And that like, because I don't know who Gabby Hayes is. Yeah. I, I just looked him up, and he's like, uh, he play used to play an old prospector in a bunch of movies. Oh, right. right. <laughs> but but I always assumed that the joke was that. You could be big, Gabby Hayes, is that we don't know who that is, therefore they're probably not that big. Right. Right? And so that's what I always thought was the joke. And I think that that is still the joke. And then they do another one, I think, at the end. But yeah, and I, and, and I, I love that because that's a thing sometimes you have to argue with people if you're writing jokes for like <laughs> for TV or something yeah. like that. You have to be like, but nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. You go, I know, but they'll learn. They'll, they'll figure <laughs> it out. The brain wants to find this funny. Yeah, yeah. And you'll find a way to like logically go. And if not, it'll be over in three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> and it's also that characteristic of delivering something so confidently. Yeah. And it's like the way you say it. And it's like... I'm going to say it's so conflict. You're not even going to notice that you don't know who Gabby Hayes is. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what that character is projecting to the other character. And it's like when uh, when Chief Wiggum sets the hounds off to look oh. for Millhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and his mum says, are they going to find him and kill him or just find him? And he's like, they're going to find him and... Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> they go, oh, excuse me. You didn't answer my question. You kind of tra- yeah, kind of did just trail off there, didn't I? <laughs> So good. Still not answering the question. (laughs) So good. Uh, And again, it could have just that joke, that scene could have ended with him saying, Are they going to find him or find him and kill him? (laughs) And then Wiggum looking like, All right. And the scene could have ended there. Yeah, absolutely. No, you've then got that amazing uh, back and forth. Uh, Wiggum's great as well. Um, And Wiggum and Quimby are both amazing in this episode. Yeah, there's a lot (laughs) less introduction to them being. Uh, so money focused than I remember. Mm. They're just instantly rorting these yeah. people. It's so yeah. great. Yeah, and the, the yeah, like the puffy the the, the puffy directing <laughs> pants. The puffy directing oh, I'm not pants. wearing puffy directing pants. Oh uh, yeah, tax on uh, not wearing puffy directing pants. <laughs> Do you know when Murphy said 
you gotta, we're going to be doing Radioactive Man. The first thing I thought was, what are Puffy directing pants? <laughs> <laughs> because it's one of those things that, like, as a kid, you're like, oh, I guess there's something. Yeah. And, uh, and now, uh, I'm like, I direct things. <laughs> yeah. And um, I still don't know what Puffy directing pants are. So I, I looked it up, and I found out what Puffy directing pants were. And then I found some online, and I bought them. And I'm actually wearing them right now. <gasps> what? I'm did, wearing. No, did you really buy some puffy directing pants? Oh my god, these are good pants. Yeah, they're really great pants. Oh my gosh! Wow. So wait, so what? Like, do you know anything? What do you know about these well, pants? What is the? So they're like they look like horse wanna, riding pants. Do you want to describe what it looks like I'm wearing? Okay, well you got these pants. They got some stitching down around the uh, around the sort of the the side of the leg around calf height. Um, they, there's kind of, they, they're like a cord, but they're somewhere between like a corduroy and like, like tracksuit pants, <laughs> but they do have like a zip and a button. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do look like they have some inside kind of reinforcements and they got some nice puff to them. I think around the, there the is, yeah, yeah, there's definitely the a little thighs. puff around the, yeah, yeah. they got, they give you a bit of a saddlebag. It's yeah. like you've almost got a lot of stuff in your pockets. <laughs> yeah. That's what it seems That's like. What I'm trying to convey. But like <laughs> soft things. Yeah, like you're yeah, like yeah. fairy floss. <laughs> <laughs> and like scrunched up paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what you kind of want to want to project when you're a director. I've never <laughs> seen anyone do so much work for a podcast <laughs> appearance. These pants are 180 bucks. I hope this Whoa! Is <laughs> really? And I've sweated in them way too much to, to give them back. Um, <sighs> and wh- why are they worn by oh, directors? So it's like a oh, it's, it's such an, a great old reference. It's um. The, the German silent film director, Eric von Stroheim, when he came to America, he wanted to like be like a tyrant sort of dictator sort of director so when everyone would pay attention to him when he was directing the silent film. So he had a big uh, loudspeaker, <laughs> like a megaphone, and he had a riding crop and he wore these military general pants that had the big puff wow. to them. And then that became like the stereotype tyrannical director wow. and then like the Looney Tunes when they, whenever they do it like a director yeah. gag they'd be wearing the big riding pants with the, you know the big puffy out the yeah. side of them and that just became the director pants you know megaphone riding crop and <laughs> military pants that puffed out at the hips have you That's directed anything since buying them? No, I haven't. Okay. I feel like I've got something really good coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what an incredible <laughs> reveal. I mean, um, that's, yeah, that's great. These are great pants. Thank I think, you. yeah, it's great to hear the history of Hollywood that is injected <laughs> in that joke. I, I didn't, I honestly just thought it was a random thing Quimby had made up. Like, puppy, yeah, yeah puppy me too. Pants. I did, had no idea. Like, now that you mentioned that image, I think, oh, yeah, of course. Like, I, I can't imagine those Looney Tunes cartoons yeah. where, like, director is dressed like that. But I didn't make the connection holy moly that is yeah so what did you buy for the part (laughs) uh yes i will i let's see uh i brought uh i brought i I was gonna perform the song lean on me from the uh from the ending so i i I have the corpse of bill withers here uh, so in my bag (laughs) well just his head because i'll just and i'll put my hand in the neck here and uh, lean on me and remember, this is the heart bit again because they're like they come back to they come back to Hollywood. And we're, Finally, we're back in Hollywood where people treat each other right. Enter Bill Withers. That went way over my head as a kid. I remember watching yeah. that when I was like seven, being like, "Oh wow, Hollywood seems like a lovely place." Yeah, yeah. take anything you want from our boutiques. Yeah, <laughs> no, I love that ending. Yeah, and uh, also the uh, there is a uh, one thousand dollar living town tax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
they were just a bunch of Hollywood people just trying to, you know, with a dream, <laughs> trying to make a movie about a man, a no, radioactive man. <laughs> yeah, and that coming from Mickey Rooney. Is yeah, so amazing. Better. He calls yeah. them slick small towners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go, right? Well, people will be listening because this comes out in a, a month or so, this episode. Um, people are going to be like, whoa, he got big Hollywood director Ryan Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> those pants, man, they're yeah, going to... <laughs> so great. Um, I, you mentioned the uh, alt.tv.simpsons, which is actually referenced in this episode. That's so cool when you see like the old <laughs> internet working. Yeah. He says, I'll tell you in exactly seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. And I love the waddle he does as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's he's really shit. good. And <laughs> is one of the people in that montage of people that it goes to Prince? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which I don't really understand. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Is that a reference that he used to be on? Like, you know, was there a, a story at some point that he was on those kind of forums? Yeah, or? I don't know. Yeah, it's some and it's sometimes when you watch something from that long ago, you're like, "Is that just a random joke, or is that referencing something that is now long forgotten?" Yeah, <laughs> and but the more you learn about the world, the more you realize that jokes from The Simpsons that you thought were random are based in some something. Yeah, like I think I remember hearing even the uh, "You have to speak up." I'm wearing a towel is based in something. I can't remember. I thought that that was a completely random joke. Yeah, yeah. well, what that is is because uh, I think it's Josh Weinstein. Um, he often does these threads on Twitter where he's like, "Yeah, right." say any Simpsons joke you don't get and I'll tell you what it, what oh, it right. is. And someone said the tower one and he was like, that's just a non sequitur. But then someone posted, oh, I always thought it was because when um, people with long hair like have their hair up in a towel, yeah, right? Um, and then it's harder to hear. Yeah. So you have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel, but the Homer is wearing it around his waist, yeah, so yeah, that doesn't yeah. make sense. Of course. Um, and he was like, "Oh shit!" It's <laughs> 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 like my mind is blown. He's like, "Maybe that is the joke." Yeah. Because yeah. because there are so many people working on the episode. Yeah. You know, there's no way that he could know them all. Yeah, he y- could. Yeah, and someone might even like pitch something. They'll laugh. Yeah. And they don't realize till later, <laughs> oh, the intention for that was this. Yeah. But like... Also, the Spirograph guy in this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what is that? Like, That's a great example, I think, of one mm. where it's not actually parodying anything specific because mm. i remember uh, yeah that's when i watched as a kid being like well i'll get that when i'm older yeah <laughs> <laughs> i watched it again and it's like, watch it at 34 i'm like nope don't well, but i think that is something specific as well <laughs> yeah because there's, uh, there's a spirograph guy and he like went and lived out in the woods and devoted his life to the spirograph and yeah. he's like this is just going to change kids what? lives forever i was literally watching an old BBC <laughs> uh, documentary on Facebook the other day. And Ryan actually has spent $108 <laughs> on the spiral. Yeah. <laughs> and his name is, and he's here right yeah. now. And my puffy pants are full of spirographs. <laughs> uh, um, and it's like this guy dedicated himself for like years and years to create spirographs, which was these toys. I don't know if you got... The, yeah, yeah, we used yeah. to have them. Yeah. yeah, you just like do different shapes. And, um, and he devoted himself to it and was just like this crazy guy in a low in the woods what? working on spirographs and nothing else but spirographs. <laughs> what the hell? Oh man, I have yeah. to look that up. But that sequence when he's looking for Millhouse, when they're looking for Millhouse, yeah. it feels like it's referencing a movie when someone like because you know he because he goes to the comic book store where they're they're racing the, yeah, the car. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they go to the sp- he goes, oh, I'll go to all his old haunts or yeah, whatever. Yeah. His <laughs> and they go to the yeah the comic book store. And then they go to the Spirograph abandoned factory where he's still sitting there drawing. Yeah. No, you won't. He's like, oh, <laughs> I'll think about it. He goes, No, you won't. That kind of thing. Yeah. Again, amazing one of character. Yeah. Who is like exactly? Yeah. Never see again. Um, so many nice little like. Like backstory bits. There's Millhouse loving the Spirograph Factory, yeah. which is great. Mo being in the Little Rascals, yeah. yeah. it's gonna be one of the best all-time never revisited <laughs> yeah. bits. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. He killed the original Alfalfa. <laughs> Luckily, he was just an orphan that was owned by the studio. <laughs> oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I looked it up because um, the Little Rascals, which was actually called Our Gang when it first right. came out, it was um, apparently in syndication. It was renamed Little Rascals. Um, <laughs> That was between the 30s and the 50s, right? Um, and I've always thought, hang on, how old is Mo? Yeah. <laughs> he says he's one of the original Little Rascals. So I actually did, did some research on this. And um, the Alfalfa uh, debuted in the Little Rascals in the mid-1930s. Um, he was born in 1927. Wow. So if you think of, you know... Mo and Alfalfa has been the same age. That means Mo was born in, say, that's, say, 1927. This episode came out in 95. So Mo would be in his late 60s, which yeah, isn't right. crazy. Kind of hits, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you think it's perpetually 1989, yeah, and him being yeah. 62, I think that that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I think that... I, yeah. There's enough like time for him to have a silent movie career and also be a, a boxer yeah, or something. Yeah. If, yeah. if Mr. Burns can be 104, I think Mo can be in his late 60s. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, 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 I like that. Yeah. And that um, was, was he owned by the studio? <laughs> no, but he did die in his 30s wow. in a, um, a gunfight. Beaten by cast member incidents. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, he got shot. In a movie or? No, like in a bar brawl or something. Wow. Yeah. Because I think uh, he, his career didn't go great after um, he sure. stopped being a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, pity he could have had a cameo in uh, the 1994 movie. Of course, you know. which I think that first one of those actually was pretty well written. Like it had a lot of good. I think jokes it's really funny. Yeah, really yeah. Yeah. yeah, scenes with um the two little I forget their names, but uh the little double act. Um, sure. Oh, Porky and. Sure. Pinky or something. Yeah, like that. I wouldn't remember their names. But they're like fishing, and like their hooks get caught, and like whoa, whoa. Yeah, this amazing. is a really good slapstick. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. great. But that was probably um, William Faulkner probably wrote that. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Another example. I didn't like when yeah. Mo says William Faulkner could write right, a great um, <laughs> yes. exhaust gag. I thought like, even rewatching that, I didn't. I'm a bit uncultured. I'll admit, I didn't know who William Faulkner was. Sure. So I just thought it was a joke that there's a writer that can write a great yeah. exhaust gag. And that's enough, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then I looked it up and went, oh, he's actually uh, considered one of the best writers <laughs> yeah. in the world. Uh, okay. <laughs> who was he? Was he like the man in the sea or something like that? Like, no, did I he... think he wrote Junkie. Junkie. Wrote, okay, yeah, right, yeah. Right. he was big in like uh, the um, the beatnik and oh, those kind yeah, of stuff. Oh, yeah, the beats. Yeah, yeah, the beats. Yeah, 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 yeah. I okay. was actually, I, uh, when my son was very young, I was... So I was reading Junkie for you know a second time. Wait, no, Junkie's somebody else. He's oh, the no, guy. That's William Burroughs. That's William Sorry, Burroughs. Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll just we'll, we'll remove that. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Well, you brought the pants, so that William, you're allowed yeah. to do anything. <laughs> you're the king of this episode. I'm sorry, Murphy. <laughs> William Faulkner was. Um, Led the Scottish Rebellion was um, Braveheart, <laughs> I think. 
think that's yeah, who it was. Sounds about right. That's William Wallace. Oh, what? <laughs> Although, just as well, an aside about William Burroughs, I tried to listen uh, to a, a William Burroughs book, the audio book, mm. and it was like, and the girl went to the first in the boiler. And I went, Jesus Christ, I got my own problems. And so then I was just like, I can't listen to it. Yeah. Was he reading it himself? He was reading it himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just unlistenable. Oh, man. Um, the reviews. Oh, yeah. 1995, right. right? Okay, here we go. I felt the jokes were pretty flat. Uh, a few good bits, um, but the animation and voice acting was subpar. What the? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, if the writers were trying to spoof Hollywood movie making, they totally failed. <laughs> Grade <laughs> D. Oh, boy. Um, well, it was okay, but... Oh, who am I kidding? It sucked. Oh, my God. <laughs> Great Batman sco- uh, spoof, and I laughed at Rooney's Jiminy Jillikers, but other jokes were just really forced. The ending was trash. <laughs> Only Springfield Connection, which is the one where Marge is a cop, was worse. D minus. Oh my wow. god, that's wild. Um, yeah. Here's another. Uh, an episode should have humoristic, satirical, or emotional contents. In this case, none of that was present. Besides the Batman parody, <laughs> I love the Batman parody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some other jokes that could make you laugh for five to ten seconds. Grade D plus. Oh man, and we'll do a couple more. Whoever conceived of an episode based around Millhouse. <laughs> This would have been a scream had Bart gotten the part. Instead, we got a bunch of gags edited together not much more seamlessly than the work for which the film editor was fired. This gets a D and with good cause. What the uh, like, and with good, good quoting, uh, quoting some of your favorite gags from the episode you're trashing. And with good that. cause. <laughs> oh, that went over my head. Um, okay, and... It had the endearing qualities of all Schwarzwald episodes, but for the most part, failed to deliver really good jokes. Like the news group jokes, the Batman parody, <laughs> and McBain's bad acting, but not Quimby, Rooney, or the Hollywood jokes. Grade D+. Plus. Wow. Far out. And also, there'd been a few Millhouse episodes before this one. Mm. So I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. That's anyway. wild. Anyway. Oh, but the, also, I love that Batman parody. I did love that yeah. Batman parody of like, you know, <laughs> don't be afraid to use your nails, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, and, and apparently his voice is a reference to somebody as well. Yeah. Um, it's Alden Allen. I think I saw, uh, I saw it in the subtitles when I... Um, you're a big fan of the, the old Batman. Oh, I love Ryan. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I really want to watch it. And I ironically love that show. It's yeah. one of the funniest comedies I think it's Well, that's the thing. A lot of people don't realise in hindsight that it was a comedy yeah. right mm-hmm. but it was deliberately yeah, silly people think like, it's a, it was an accident that it was yeah, funny yeah. 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 yeah which is a lot of what happens on the internet these days where people will like mm. quote tweet somebody and they'll be like look at this dumb piece yeah. of shit like that <laughs> well, look at what this person genuinely thinks <laughs> yeah you totally know? Or, they'll, or they'll like they'll clip out like a comedy sketch and be like I yeah. can't believe this news report <laughs> and you go yeah. it's fucking comedy people made this you don't like you just think that you're the only person who jokes around Drives me nuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially when comedians do it as well. Yeah. When comedians will sincerely share something. We're like, "What an idiot!" I'm like, "You're in comedy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know that people make stuff that's not serious." Like, yeah. uh, anyway. Hey, where do you think uh, Rainier Wolfcastle's career goes after this? <laughs> <laughs> He's got burns to ninety percent of his body. Yeah, and his. 
competing with an actual Arnold Schwarzenegger because uh, <laughs> yeah. Bart establishes that he exists. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. When That's he says really the Schwarzenegger's the... The Stallones. Yeah. yeah. To a yeah. lesser yeah. extent, the Van Dams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the Simpsons movie, controversially, oh, they, of course. they have uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as the uh, president rather than Rainier President Wolf Schwarzenegger. Castle. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, yeah. It's weird things to like that to have. Yeah, to to have the character you're making fun of yeah. and the actual character. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, and I always like thinking about stuff like, does Rainier Wolfcastle live in Springfield or is he lit? Because he's <laughs> always, he always around. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> We've talked about that on the pod before, how like all these things that apparently like nationwide successes, like Itchy and Scratchy, mm-hmm. uh, even Radioactive Man, it's like apparently their headquarters are in <laughs> Springfield. <laughs> like, it's like, so it's this town that no one's heard of, yeah. but it's also home to all these huge, yeah. Yeah, um, well, even like in the in this part where he's changing the channels in this yeah, episode, yeah. and he goes like, "Everyone <laughs> talking about <laughs> whatever like that," um, it, they make it almost seem like these TV channels are all from Springfield in some. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's just like you know they're national, but you kind of get Conan on there again. Yeah, I love the Conan. The they must have intentionally picked someone who sounded nothing like Conan just to see if he would notice. <laughs> it's, as soon as you see the set, you recognise it. And the voice is so silly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what I, I remember never getting that joke as a kid because I couldn't work out what they were saying. Me neither. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't get it no, back then either. Is it? It's everybody is talking about radioactive man, y'all. Yeah, right. yeah, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> um, I got the book here. Yeah, great. Al, you were marveling at this. Before I, yeah, we started I mean, I used to when I was a teenager. Used to want to have that book so bad. Yeah, yeah. well, <laughs> there it is. One hundred eighty bucks and in <laughs> mint condition. <laughs> I will swap my uh, pants for it. What do you say? One hundred eighty bucks is actually what you paid for. No, it? no, <laughs> I don't know what my dad paid for it. It would have been, I guess, maybe. 40? Yeah, I don't know. It's like about a $40 yeah, job. $19.97. Um, but uh, it is, yeah, very well loved. Um, pages falling out. Let's flip it open to the page for Radioactive Man. Before we do that, there's a game on this pod we do where you guess which character they have chosen to highlight Great. for the episode. I'll give you an example. First okay. time, Al. So let's flip open to Bart gets hit by a car and yep. they've chosen Lionel Hutz okay. as the character for sure. that one. So also, Amazing Lionel Hutz performance in this episode with just one line yeah. of dialogue. Yeah. My God, that was so good. He says, uh, Lionel Hutz, your new agent, bodyguard, unauthorized biographer and drug dealer. Uh, keep her away. Yeah. It's <laughs> very good. So 90s that like, because like they had all these Elvis books and it would be written mm. unauthorized biography of Elvis by his former bodyguard. Yeah, yeah. It's such a 90s yeah. thing. I love it. I, like, this is an odd thing to think, but maybe, but like, I hadn't realized watch into watching this episode again where I was like, oh, these really are just like, just tiny little scenes, just like fun scenes that are just tagged together. They're each a little sketch as efficient as you can make it. Yeah. And they make the story through that. Like, yeah. you know, it really is like, Dumb little scene, dumb little scene, dumb little scene, dumb little scene. And it doesn't have to like be super like, you know, like uh, chrono- like it is still chronological, but yeah. it's like, but you're going, you know, suddenly you're going, you're with Wiggum, suddenly you're with all these guys and it still tells the story all over the place. Yeah. yeah. And it still works. Um, oh, you've nice. still got like a beginning, middle, end. Yeah. Uh, like it doesn't feel like a sketch show yeah. when it really kind of is. Yeah, <laughs> like, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yes, who do you think they've chosen as the character okay. for Radioactive and Man? Just out of curiosity, do, do do these pages have repeat characters? Great question. Uh, no. 
Um, Ryan, while Al's thinking, you want to have a... You're, is yeah. that your first radio? You, you know how it works. <laughs> what do you reckon? S- I reckon the, the film director. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go even more... I mean, the film director feels like the perfect uh, thing. I'm going to go Mickey Rooney. Okay. Ooh. I will. You know what? You're going to warn me against the, the I, guest stars don't... They do don't movie. tend to choose guest stars that play themselves. Which I think I actually had Bill Morrison on the podcast who edited this book and he said, I asked him about that and he was like, (laughs) he thinks it's like a legal thing. Like they can't have the likenesses for people. Like they can't have, but yeah. So I'll let you have another go. All right. I'm going to go Rainier Wolfcastle. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. They've got him in the radioactive man's suit, which I think is a bit strange because this is the only episode that he... Where is it? Um, but uh, yeah, and they've got his quotas up and at them, Amazing. which makes me think, did they think this was his only episode? Yeah. <laughs> um, but then you do look up his little biography and it mentions a few other episodes. So it's got Occupation, Overpaid, Portrayal of Action Hero McBain, Country of Origin, Someplace Where They Speak German, <laughs> um, Biggest Theatrical theatrical Stretch, Plain Radioactive Man, uh, Turnoffs, Nerds, Being Washed Away in a Tide of Sulfuric Acid, uh, biggest mystery: How an obvious, oh, I don't know this word, Teutonophone, can get away with playing an Irishman. Wow! No, I, I have had a very, very obscure thought. <laughs> um, it's a Simpsons thought, and this is a weird. Okay, and and it's about a completely different episode. You know the episode where um, Troy McClure marries Selma? Yep, yep. We've covered it on the pod, right? Yeah. And the, he has that weird thing with the fish. Yeah. Is that episode a reference to Muriel's wedding? I don't believe so. Okay. Just because there's like that, there's that weird thing where, where she's married kind of in this weird sham marriage to the, to the huge swimmer. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know why it just feels similar. But anyway. Maybe you've uncovered something here, Al, because I think Muriel's Wedding did come out first. I think that yeah. episode is 95, 96. Yeah, Muriel's right. Wedding was 94. Mm. I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's right. something to think about. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know how many of the writers actually, you know, engage with Australian yeah, media yeah. and if Muriel's Wedding was big enough. But uh, then it's the like, state. well, maybe they stole it because they were like, well, no one's going to know. Yeah, it's yeah. This yeah. obscure Australian exactly, movie, yeah. right? Hey. Um, but anyway, that was just a weird <laughs> thought that just entered my mind. No, I'm all for it. I'm um, all for weird Simpsons thoughts. Yeah, Simpsons. yeah. Yeah. Great. Hey, You're um, going to have a weird Simpsons thought. This is a place this to Yeah, yeah, great. I was... I did some research and I found, I love to do this. I found the, the TV guide for the first time that this episode oh, played yes. in Australia. Fantastic. Um, this is, and this is 96. So I, Al, I don't think you would have been here. No, I would have arrived the next year. Yeah. So this, I'm interested actually, because this episode came out in September 95 in America. This is back when we had to wait like six months. So I'm guessing March 96. This is the end of Feb. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So this is Wednesday night. And what a Wednesday night. <laughs> so this is what, oh God, this is so good. So you get home from, you're like 10 years old, you're 12, you get home from school at four o'clock, you've got your choice of amazing, uh, <laughs> spellbinder, totally wild. Uh, that runs into a My Three Sons repeat. Oh, wow. What's up, Doc? 
classic. Yeah. Um, but six o'clock is when it, like six o'clock channel 10, um, a repeat of Roseanne. Oh, sure. And then you're probably having some dinner at 6.30 while Neighbours is on. Then seven o'clock Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, this is the dog where Jerry volunteers to look after a stranger's dog, which is one of the worst Seinfeld episodes. Yeah, yeah. That's a pretty old one. Yeah, right. yeah it's yeah. not great. It's just like an off-screen barking dog for the yeah. whole episode. Not great. Uh, then 7.30, you've got New Simpsons. Um, radioactive man Bart auditions for a role in a feature film I'm excited by that description yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 8 o'clock The Weird Science sitcom oh, oh. Uh, based off the, t- uh, off the movie then yeah, uh, 8.30 you've got X-Files um, Skinner produces a computer disc so I imagine it's a crossover episode yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you know if you're not watching you're, you're flicking between the X-Files and Under Siege which is debuting for the first time on Australian TV oh my god what an exciting what night. A the night. movie. Yeah. Right. Uh, at 8 o'clock, if not you're not the watching Weird Science. <laughs> <laughs> you might be watching Great Aussie Bloopers with Julia Morris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a look behind, a behind the scenes look at uh, blunders from Australian programming. I mean, Julia Morris was on Channel whatever. Channel at 7. Th- at that time. It's like 8 o'clock. And, and it is now almost 30 years on and she is still a mainstay on TV in Australia. Yeah. She should bring it back, I think. <laughs> bring back Aussie bloopers. <laughs> and uh, riding off 7.30 on Channel 7, Who Dares Wins with Mike Whitney and reporter Tanya Zayeda. Love it. Oh my gosh. Mike, they should. Is that a late night show? That's, uh, no, it was 7.30. 7.30, sorry. That's prime okay. time. Which, that was wow. Channel 7. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I used to watch Who Dares Wins mostly during the day when I was unemployed. Just kind of like, yeah, or like at uni or something like that. Um, if there was, I think if there was a streaming service that was just like just Wednesday nights on Channel 10 <laughs> from mm. 6 o'clock until 10.30, I think I'd pay 80 bucks a week for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like bring your life back 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> with watching TV and that's all it is. It's just recorded. You get the ads and everything. Yeah, you yeah, get the whole yeah. ads. Yeah, the you just put it on and you get up during the ads. You go make yourself a, some 1995 food. So you make a tuna mornay. <laughs> <laughs> You know, or you're having like a sort of like a, a focaccia with uh, with like a ham and pineapple yep. or maybe like mm. some like, oh, sun-dried tomatoes. I might get, make some wedges with sour cream. And <laughs> exactly, <sauce>. yeah. <laughs> wedges, Wedginald. That's a reference to an ad from the 90s. Remember that one? I don't remember Wedges, Wedginald. Again, I arrived in 97. I mean, like that Well, became... if you get Ryan's subscription service, you yeah, can check yeah, I'll it. be able to finally check this $80 out for a week. $80 a week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it feels, uh, yeah. it feels good. Um, Can't even buy a pair of pants for that. <laughs> not, not puffy ones. Um, some final uh, notes on this. Um, I guess, so this episode kind of ahead of its time in a way, because, you know, now there's so many superhero movies, yeah. right? Whereas I looked up superhero movies from 94 to 96. It was really just the Batman film. The it still feels, like so many of the references feel like, they were Batman 1989 references. Like, we want to yeah. stay away from the campy TV series. Yeah. We yeah. want to bring back the original star. Yeah. True. I yeah. keep telling you, he's 73 years old <laughs> and, and he's, he's dead. dead. <laughs> yeah. That's such a good bit. Like, that's a Batman 89 thing. And it's so interesting how that could, like, stay in the culture for six years. Like, that could never happen now. There's just yeah. there's no way. That's a good point. Those sorts of events could stay in the culture and you could do a... I'm going to do a show about this in six years' time and yeah. everyone will know exactly what yeah. I'm talking about. Absolutely. But, yeah. But then they have brought... Michael Keaton back for some... Oh, for The Flash. For The Flash. Well, that's what I was thinking. Whether well, it's the scene when the 
like with modern editing technologies, we can <laughs> replay, re- recreate yeah. actors with existing footage. And I still think that what that guy puts together is better than Nicolas Cage CGI in The Flash. <laughs> <gasps> do they do that? They actually yes. do Nicolas Cage's Superman. Yeah, That's... Nicolas Cage is Superman, but he's like super smooth faced. Yeah, right. And is it just based off of that audition? Is yeah, that where yeah, they got... like, and like costume tests yeah. and things. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he, it's so weird because he like it's it's not even a reference to it's a reference to that Kevin Smith bit where he talks about how he was made to write a script where Superman battles a giant spider and Nicolas right. Cage is Superman and that's the, that's what they make in the Flash like the the reference is so niche what that Nicolas Cage comes in the movie for five seconds yeah. and laser beams out of his eyes at a giant spider. Is the Flash one of the DC movies or is it? Yeah, in the, yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah right. Sorry, we were, we're, we're preventing <laughs> you from getting to your book. Let's cut this out. Oh, yeah, the book. Oh. Uh, yeah, well, this book has a thing called The Stuff You May Have Missed. And yes. it's got three. I bet you I didn't miss it. <laughs> so, well, let's have a look. Uh, Doug, one of the nerds from Homer Goes to College, is part of the chain of internet geeks that relay the Radioactive Man casting information. Did you, you get that? Oh, yeah, yeah I yeah, definitely got that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure. I think he's wearing Star Trek ears. Uh, is that the one? Well, there's actually this book kind of is weird because it's two of the nerds, yeah. actually. So, yeah, yeah and I think um, the other one, um, Benjamin... Or is may- wearing the ears? Maybe uh, Gary wears the ears. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, here is speaking of the um, the fifties parody. Um, bought, poo, mint, newt, Zach, Sna, pan, and zuff are various sound effects <laughs> from the uh, Radioactive Man series. Bought was a name on a novelty license plate in Itchy and Scratchy Land, and SNA was an acronym for the organization Marge founded in right. another Itchy Call and Scratchy back. episode, Itchy and Scratchy Marge. Yeah, I definitely got go. bored. Yeah, clock's yeah. bored. Yeah, but, but I didn't... Yeah, but but SNA, that's a real hard one. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah um, after seeing Poo, I, like, I was laughing for the next three minutes. That's right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I blacked out, and I woke up, and we were at the Spirograph guy. <laughs> Uh, and I thought a lot of these were really good. The comics in the rack at the Android's Dungeon. We have Cat Girl, Bat Boy, Bird Guy, Mr. Smarty Pants, <laughs> Dog Kid, Snake Kid, Bat Chick, Tree Man, Mr. Hop, Nick, Radiation <laughs> Dude, The Human Bee, Iguana Girl, Mr. Amazing, Power Person, and Star Dog. Do they not have Man Boy? Isn't yeah, Man, man boy, boy there? Yeah, they miss Man Boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe they're just talking about the ones you missed. You missed. Oh, yeah, which, uh, yeah. Because you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were like, well, everyone would have seen Man Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, does the comic book store have a different name? Uh, uh, no, I sometimes? think it's always the Android's Dungeon. Okay, the Android's Dungeon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. I just, that's one that I had never really taken note of until today. But it's a kind of like, that is a weird name when you think, I guess I had never really thought about it. I think there's a it. lot of, because, you know, the classic Simpsons, every sign is a joke, right? Yeah. But I feel like when it started, like season one or two, they didn't really come up with that clever name for places. So if you're yeah. like Barney's Bolarama, the, yeah, Android's Dungeon and yeah. stuff like that. So... Yeah, they're probably kicking themselves a little bit. Like, we really should have come up with some with a better name. <laughs> like, yeah. but, but I guess once so. you have a name, at least then you can sort of have a sign in front, which is often what they do with yeah, some other ones yeah. or whatever like that. But then, because the, the robot 
that looks a bit like Bender, actually. Yeah. Um, a very uh, you know proto Bender. Yeah. Um, has a sign, but it doesn't actually say anything funny. In no. it, I don't think. But I was like, that would have been where they would normally put a joke. So maybe they just needed you know, one more rewrite. Yeah. Um, I thought you know Schwartzwelder, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, you know, I think you really dropped the ball there. <laughs> Another joke that I love is um, next chicken next. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chicken necks. Um, ha ha! Oh, that hurt. No wonder no one came to my oh. birthday party. <laughs> I have this distinct memory of like years ago, my little cousin. Yeah. Um, he just become obsessed with The Simpsons. He was like seven or so, and he was quoting that, and he went, "It's funny because he hurts his throat while he's saying ha ha." <laughs> I thought that was very cute. That he missed the joke. Thought. I love Crusty uh, not getting the part of Crispy oh. the clown. Yeah, and he gets um, angry, um, angry clown, and like uh, angry the clown, silly sailor, and Doctor Clownius. Yeah, yeah. I won't let you down. Uh, I might on silly sailor. Yeah. Where's the producer? I need to talk about this I coffee. Know, I know that joke is it's like because of the pace of that. Like you've just had a huge set piece with the with the acid and the ah the my eyes. You know, you know, like the goggles do nothing. You know, huge memorable stuff. And then it's like that one shot costs us a million dollars like that. And then it's like and so it's like it's so fast. Everything has happened so fast. You go, Where's that producer? I want to talk about this coffee. Like this tiny little unim- unimportant like you know I'm an actor complaining kind of. Yeah. It's like it's so good. No, and I think I, I imagine myself being in a writer's room where people would have gone oh we don't need to put another joke on top of that yeah, like that's yeah, just yeah. another thing like that and you go oh you could just tell people to shut up and like there's so much things that you could just enjoy upon re-watching yeah you know it's great it's like yeah ah, have a hat on a hat just allow yeah, yourself yeah, yeah. to put a joke on a joke and there's so many um i think this episode is a perfect example of them just using the cast of Springfield so well like you've got yeah. Mo has a scene Krusty's in there you've even got Otto and comic book guy hanging out <laughs> like yeah. it's just so many uh, but yeah and you've got also some classic Homer moments of like um, him just going you Mr. Simpson <laughs> yeah $50 a day to, to film in our house and they're yeah. just like re- destroying the wall uh, careful now yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, and speaking <laughs> of amazing voice work, when Millhouse goes like, "We already did it. It's done." <laughs> yeah, that was really. But good. We need to do it again and again and again. Oh, I lo- I use that a lot still in my regular and again and again and again and again. <laughs> Uh, I also like the appearance of the Estonian dwarf <laughs> who yeah. pops up in a couple episodes. He's also the one where um, they, Mr. Burns hires actors to um, pretend to Bart that um, they don't miss him and Lisa oh, is played by right. it. Yeah. Um, and he's in another episode. I can't remember. But uh, yes. Um, also the, when uh, Milhouse asked if these x-rays are real. He's like, yeah. Good question. I'll look into that and turn the x-ray machine <laughs> on. Full power. <laughs> x-ray machine to full power. That is such a director response. Like if you're on a like on a set of a yeah. shoot, that is like an, an actor asks a question that he's like, "Don't need to answer that right now." Yeah. Like, yes, I'll look into it. Great question. <laughs> no, no yeah. intention to ever look into uh, it. Uh, the weird teamster thing with Homer <laughs> as well. 
oh, I've always wanted to be a teamster. It's like, wait, you saying we're not working or whatever it is? Oh, so lazy and surly. And then that weird, like, trying to outstretch yeah. each other. Yeah. It just looks like they're writhing. On uh, the I feel like someone had to fight to keep that in. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I not a super strong scene. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny that, like, all this stuff, like, there's the, the, the chalkboard gag is satanic panic. Like, there's a satanic panic again. Um, there's like union stuff is very happening now, and and Homer's like accusing the teamsters of not working, which yeah, is like yeah. the biggest union of all time. I totally, I reckon this episode does not feel dated, really, no, like, not at all. Yeah, you could make. I mean, there's probably a couple of gags that uh, you couldn't do now, or but couldn't do uh, goggles. You know, the goggles, my eyes. Uh, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just trying to find. <laughs> Um, all right, I think that's all my notes. Any final thoughts from the two of you? Um, you know, perfect episode, the most fun. I'm so glad to get to talk about it. I think we've almost like actually almost managed to cover every little thing, <laughs> every single joke. Yeah, but well, that's how joke how that's how packed it is though. It is that we have been talking about it for an hour, and there's still like bits that are coming to me, like Grandpa being short. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm as tall as I ever was. <laughs> Yeah, yeah this is this is pretty much peak <coughs> comedy TV for me. I think this is the perfect episode. Mm, yeah. Like, I just the, absolutely love it. The dream of like almost having nothing in there that is like emotional content or filler or explaining stuff. Like yeah. they've just managed to fill it every single scene as efficiently as possible with a joke and then move on, even with a tag, and then yeah. move on to like the next thing that explains it through jokes, you know, and then keeps moving forward. It's like it's perfect. Yeah. Out of ten. Man, this is 10. This is 10.5 out of 10. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. Ryan? Yeah, 10 out of 10. Yeah, cool. Uh, I'm going to... Um, sorry to... Um, no, it's okay. ...to ruin it, but I'm going to give it eight and a half. That's Ooh, really tough grader. Oh, well, how about plugs? What do you get to plug, Al? Uh, you know, I mean, I'm always just slowly plugging away. There's two in the think tank every day, every, every week, coming up with new sketch ideas that don't get used, but they might, some of them get used occasionally and, and when we actually make something, but, uh, me and Andy Matthews just come up with comedy sketch ideas and some people listen and enjoy it. Do you ever have people that come to one of your shows and they like, um, see a joke that you've workshopped on the pod and be like, Ooh! Yeah, yeah. People have come and talked to us, and they've been like, "Hey, it was great to see some pot ideas." In there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was really good. You That's know? cool. And so, but yeah, it's a weird one where it's like sometimes the, the the ideas are are more fun as an idea before you have to have the restraints of physically making it into something. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the freshness of it coming off of your mind. Yeah. You know, like a like a hot cinnabon out of the oven. <laughs> you know, it's just it, it hasn't gone stale. Yeah, you haven't overworked it or whatever like that. Yeah. So some jokes only work as pitches as yeah as a pitch <laughs> as a riff <laughs> yeah you know and then once you you know it just shows what a terrible craftsman i can be uh, but a great ideas man i can sometimes be as well uh you people can check you out on the social check me out on uh, at alistair tb on uh, twitter which is really a booming place right now i'm trying to get big on twitter now i'm really getting into it uh the backside of television season two is on binge um which uh, I directed. A lot of, uh, there's a Who Dares Wins reference. On, yes, um, on the backside of television. Yeah. So if you like Who Dares Wins references, um, oh. yeah, it's in one of the episodes. <laughs> uh, friend of the show, Mitch McTaggart, obviously um, created and stars in that. And uh, yeah, so that's And you're in it too. Um, yes. Play yeah, a yeah. judge. No, a lawyer. I play a lawyer. And yeah. uh, Murphy plays an excellent character. And when you're trying to cast a character who is, I don't want to, not too many spoilers, but <laughs> yeah. who 
forgets to show up to commit a crime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there are so few people and <laughs> Murphy just leaps <laughs> at the top of the list. Yeah, I feel I'm uh, typecast. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely check that out. And do you have a online presence? What's your preferred mode? Yeah, I'm on Twitter. That, uh, yeah. Ryan G. Thomas, if you mm-hmm. like... Um, Cricket week retweets. <laughs> yeah, I do so, like that. Actually. Yeah, yeah. What about Instagram? I'm, I'm a Trombley virtual. Uh, what are you on Instagram? Do you want to? You, do you just post family things? You it's don't mainly family <laughs> stuff. Yeah. 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 Let the, let the, you'll see my family, but I'll also occasionally point, post something a little bit comedic. Yeah, also you know? post my family, which is yeah, also post <laughs> Ryan's family. Gonna, I think I'm going to be, become a uh, Ryan Puffy Pants uh, fan account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, thank you very much, Ryan. Uh, thank you very much, Alistair. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, listeners. And as we always say here on Maps Tavern, bye. <laughs> When, when, when I was in Japan, I couldn't stop doing snake, doing uh, Japanese, going, Yo, arigato gozaimasu. Yo. <laughs>